Something it's mediocre, probably. Something mediocre. Yeah. Something mediocre <laughs> is next. We're all going to learn a new thing together. It might sort of suck at the beginning. As we go, I'll combine your ideas with what is working well, and we'll do less of whatever sounds dumb. Not going to be all snow. A wintry mix is forecast for the listening area. Alex Goffman, Wintry Mix, episode 71. Another hiatus in the rear view. This time, it wasn't so I could produce a side pod for Scary Management Magazine or break up with Vermont Public Radio in order to save myself time. It was so I could sell my house, buy a new one, relocate the Kaufman crew from Waterbury, Vermont, to Golden, Colorado in time for the school year. Over the course of those six months, I've been thinking, there's a lot of good with ski, winter, mountain podcasts out there. Back in the day, it was pretty much me and low-pressure Warner. Not anymore. Powell, Out of Bounds, Highfalutin, Common Stitch, Totally Deep, Blisters, Various Offerings, Ski Racing, Ski Instruction, The Snowboard Project, a bunch of brands and pros hopping in and out of the space, Backcountry and Avi Talk, and tons of mountain biking. Most of these podcasts are a host talking to a person about their life or part of their life. I'm officially bailing on being anywhere near that. It's crowded, and there's finally enough good ones. What's next? Something it's mediocre, probably. Something mediocre. Yeah. Something mediocre is next. We're all going to learn a new thing together. It might sort of suck at the beginning. As we go, I'll combine your ideas with what is working well, and we'll do less of whatever sounds dumb. Panel shows! Hi, Every episode will have four of us in studio with a minimum amount of time on everyone's life story. We'll talk current events, play some goofy games, take some callers, and shoot some shit and eat some crow. How can you help? Use the pod voicemail and text line, which is 802-560-5003. Email me, alex, at wintrymixcast.com if you want to be on a future studio panel. And give me a few episodes to work out some kinks. There might be a random roadie episode like 69 from Idaho mixed in, because y'all like them, but that will be rare. Want to show you care? Join the Patreon supporters that toss in a buck or two per month to help me pay for studio time and raise money for local causes. Not me. In fact, I double the funds raised. It's basically the keep me from quitting with your spare change listener club. Join it. Episode 71 is being recorded from the studios of KGNU in Boulder. Hopefully we'll get on to a one to two episodes per month pace. The gram and tweet is at Wintry Mixcast. Five star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts mean I will owe you a beer in the wild. If you can find them. Yeah, you won't find me. I'll owe you the beer, but you won't get it because you won't find me. So it's a little hard. I've only given out a couple in the wild. But you'll be in, in you know on the right side of history. Stand by for a whole new mix. The Wintry Mix podcast uses this portion of the episode between the intro and the meat to hype the sponsor. And it's time to find a new one since we ain't in Vermont anymore. I don't really want your money, but I will take your gear, beer, food, lodging, or season passes that can help my family out. Options for this segment include me reading stuff, or discussing anything, or producing a spot. Get at me. No one-offs, long-term only. Grab it or listen to your competition right here in every episode. 
your call. Life is about choices. Okay, Team Guinea Pig. Hopefully, we're kind of ready because we're going to get started. In the uh, in the center chair, center field here, playing center field, Dave Bielan, tourism and ski industry data nerd from a place called RRC Associates, based in Boulder, helps ski resorts in the NSAA plan for growth or demise or both, or maybe that's all wrong. Yeah, it's, you're right on. Close. So right up the middle. Okay. Just the way you call it. To your right, Donnie O'Neill, editor of a magazine called Free Skier. Maybe people have heard of it. I hope so. <laughs> How far is it from there to where you're sitting now? Uh, it's about a half hour drive. We're in Denver. Okay. Well, you're not in Iowa anymore. No, we made the big move to the big city. Oh, wow. It's too did, sleepy up there. I did not know that. <laughs> and Liz Milliken in right field to my right, hidden genius skier lady who was smart enough to get a job not in the ski industry <laughs> so she can actually enjoy it a little more. Is that, does that work that way? So far. So far. When did you... When did I move out of the ski industry? Yeah, or, or when do you feel like you moved out of the ski industry? Oh, immediately. I think it was about three years ago that I stopped working in an agency and transitioned to working for tech companies. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is the new wintry mix, and there's some things that are going to be like games that we're going to play, uh, things that are not going to be games. But in order to kick things off, I think it's only fair to introduce the folks in the studio, or at least give them a chance. But the reason this one's gonna be different, where do I put my phone? I kinda need my phone. Remember, we're figuring this out as we go. This is the first time, this is the guinea pig episode. I want 60 seconds of life story from each of you. But the trick is you have to do it in exactly 60 seconds. Okay? <laughs> do we get a countdown? Yeah, right? <laughs> you can ask for help as we go. We'll see if that is... is... Yeah, the five, the five second five, warning. Four. Three, two. This guy first. All right, Donnie, you're in the media. We're going to make you go first. Sure. There it is. 60 seconds. Go. Uh, my name is Donnie O'Neill. I grew up in northwest Connecticut, uh, up in the Berkshires. Um, grew up skiing there and, and moved up to Vermont for college, uh, the University of Vermont to be precise. Um, spent a couple of years there studying English, uh, which I... Got a lot of flack for from my you know business major friends, but I uh, was able to move out west after that and turn it into a career in the ski industry, um, ski media precisely. Um, I started off working for On the Snow, which is owned by Vail Resorts. It's uh, mostly a snow reporting website that has some content around it, and segued that into a career with Free Skier Magazine, where I've been for the past six and a half years. Um, it's been a really great. Uh, career experience. I've gotten to travel the world and meet tons of interesting people, go to incredible places, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't have it done any other way. And it's because of that that I get to be with you, with you here today. Nice. Wow, you nailed it right on 60 seconds. <laughs> Heart's racing. What, what was your uh, ski hill growing up? Uh, ski Sundown. It was 15 minutes from my house in uh, Connecticut. Um, tiny little place, but super fun it's been featured on a couple of line traveling circus episodes um so that's probably its most famous accolade are all of your business major friends uh jealous now uh, i think there's definitely some jealousy uh, in terms of the places i get to go every winter uh for sure 
Raise your hand. Okay. Everybody nominated. Yeah, go down the line. Dave's calling it. All right. Going to go left to right. Three, two, one, go. All right. My name is Dave Bielan. I'm an uh, analyst at RRC Associates, Director of uh, Consulting Services. I grew up in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and I was a Nordic skier growing up, skiing on golf courses around my house because uh, my parents weren't downhill skiers. After college, moved to Jackson Hole for my ski bum years for four years where I met my wife. Been happily married for 22 years. We have two... Uh, one snowboarding and one skiing boys, two boys, um, and and they're both getting after it. My younger son teaches snowboarding at our local hill here, Eldora Mountain Resort, and where I also teach skiing on the weekends as well. And my real job is working at RRC. We help the ski industry track and monitor trends from customer demographics to resort operations to financial performance of the industry overall and kind of give them a, some, some stats to help them make better decisions about where they're going in the future. And uh, yeah, I love, love what I do and love to be here in Boulder and get outside and have fun. Well timed, well timed, 60 seconds on the dot. Is flat the new up for the ski industry? Flat is not down. <laughs> uh, I think flat is kind of where the industry's been for the last 20 years. And uh, when you when it comes to customers and visits, but financially, dollar-wise, there's a lot of ski, ski resorts that are doing very well, even though their visits are flat. More per person. More dollars per person, yep. I have a whole rant that I could get into about mm -hmm. that, but we'll save that for later. <laughs> Ten years ago, it was the Palm Pilots, because I remember yes. you know, working with you on the on that technology. I'm sure it's changed so much. How, do you, how is it collected now compared to 10 years ago? A lot of it is, is post-visit, email-driven online surveys. So when somebody is has gone to a resort, most of the time this scary knows you've been there because you went through the RFID gate or your pass got scanned. Um, so they'll follow up with you with an email. But there's a lot of small hills that are, will still use even paper and pencil surveys. They pass them out in the cafeteria at lunchtime and gather information about that. So it's a real spectrum of, of old school versus new school when it comes to the research. I don't know. It's all kind of dry. We'll have to find the interesting part of that in a minute. <laughs> Liz, go. So my name is Liz Milliken. I am from back east of Massachusetts originally. I started skiing when I was about 15 months old and have been skiing ever since. I tried snowboarding a couple times. It went extremely poorly. Uh, I moved out here to Colorado about five years ago, and at that time I was working in the ski industry doing marketing um, and then also started working for an agency that specialized in outdoor industry. Uh, about three years ago, I made the switch to tech and now I do developer support for Slack. And that's in Denver. I use Slack. Yeah. Raise your hand if you use Slack. Well, Everybody we raised hands. Slack. Nobody, nobody can see us. <laughs> the but I'm on the, is anybody on right. anything other than them the free portal, the free package, though? Oh. I think we're free, yeah. Yeah, I use the free package. If your message is How do you make money on the yeah, free package? Hmm. You don't. It's free. Okay. Slack has that um, right near Union Station, right? I see yes. that. Mm -hmm. Is that where your office is? Yep, right new fancy building. Oh wow, that is fancy. We're gonna switch now. Instead of sixty seconds, thirty seconds. On WTF, you are up to this week right now professionally. Not life story. What is hot in your world this week, Donnie, at Free Skier? What are you trying to get done right now? Uh, we have our resort guide deadline right now. We upload two, two times. Uh, one first draft, which we uploaded yesterday. Then we get a proof back and we read the entire thing over again and and do a final upload on Tuesday. So that's been consuming the entirety of my life for, you know, the past month since we put the last magazine to bed. 
Mr. Beelan, what's hot with RRC right now this week? Well, I'm just coming back from a uh, fall ski area trade show conference at Hunter Mountain, New York, Hunter. where we uh, we did some uh, some serious presentations and, and sessions, but we also had some shenanigans along with fake mustaches, fireworks, and karaoke. Uh, but post that, I'm following up on a, a project I'm working on at uh, Skiri in Japan right now. Uh, I'm trying to help them understand that market a little better and what their potential might be. I've been mostly heads down just fixing broken things or trying to figure out why something broke. But um, I know Denver Startup Week is this current and past week, and that has been pretty exciting for everybody around downtown Denver. Uh, Lindsey Vaughn actually had a, had a talk for Startup Week. I mean, to start off, does that just mean more snacks? I was there for the snacks. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, as the three of you know, uh, was Vermont-based, now Colorado-based. Um, don't know what I'm doing and trying to figure it out as quickly as I can. Kids are in school, thankfully. That part worked out okay. And now finally trying to bite this off and chew it. One thing I've realized is that my old logo for the podcast, at least for the sticker, has the state of Vermont in it. doesn't really work anymore. So... This is kind of my sneaky way to combine a game with reminding anybody that I need a new logo. And if you just want to practice, I'm happy to be your practice logo. So if anybody hears this in the Colorado area and maybe has listened to a few podcasts before and wants to throw me their practice logo, and then I will slather them with, you know, whatever value it is to thank them. Maybe not very little. Uh, so we're going to play a game that I'm going to call, What Could These Ski Area Logos Be? if they weren't ski area logos uh, because they could be a whole bunch of different things. Who's ready to play? Let's do it. Yeah. What else could that be a logo for? Uh. <laughs> Go ahead. It's like a Rorschach test. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. Don't <laughs> tell people what, what the logo is for. Just what else could what this else represent? What else could it be? If you're walking down well, the street. The right side of the logo kind of looks like a pregnant lady to me. All right, mm, all okay. right, I can see that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so maybe like fertility <laughs> treatments. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like interesting. A, 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 a fertility clinic. Yeah, yeah. Fertility clinic. Okay. Could also be. Um, I mean, any business that starts with the letter B. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Could be a bong shop. That's my favorite yeah. so far. Yeah, a little stem coming out the left side. Yeah. yeah. So fertility clinic. <laughs> or bong <or>, shop. <laughs> or, or, or a head shop, yeah. Or a noodle house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. could be like like some Vietnamese food. Yeah, yeah. like a like a bimabob place. <laughs> something okay. something says corn about that to me, too. So, right. like, stock, maybe. Stock, yeah. On, on yeah. the left. Yeah. I wonder if any listeners have any idea what this one is before we tell them. Just from that description. Hmm. I'd be really impressed. Yeah. yeah no, no. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> All right. Revealed that one was Breckenridge. <laughs> you know, the big B and the ski to the, to the side mm -hmm. of it. Classic. All right. Don't read the word below it. Just look mm -hmm. at the logo itself. What does this sell to you? Generic America. Yeah. Mm. Just some America brand. Could be a, a sporting team logo. Oh, yeah. Side That's of a true. football mm -hmm. helmet. Mm -hmm. WNBA team. <laughs> yeah. Could be a hunting or outdoors yeah. company kind of. Yeah, I feel nice. like even um, when I drove from Vermont to Colorado to move here, I saw a lot of like truckers, and that mm. seems like a trucker logo. Oh, this should just be on a gas station T-shirt. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. With yes. like a word underneath it that just says. So we're on I eighty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Revealed that is could, solitude, which is a uh, is that a hawk? What is what kind of bird is could that? Could be a hawk. 
Hawk Eagle, something like that. We, we'd probably get called out for Eagle. An incorre- an eagle. If anybody from Solitude knows what kind of bird your logo is, we're, we're curious. Yes, any, any ornithologists <laughs> out there? <laughs> All right, here we go. Don't say the name. Just look at the picture. Mm. Imagine, imagine what, what that might be. I feel like that's like a tourist logo for mm-hmm. a really, really small town that's trying to bring in to- tourist dollars. Well, that's probably mm-hmm. kind of what they are, yeah. too. Fair. I feel like Clock it could be like snack cakes. <laughs> like a little Debbie. Like, like, like you know, homey, like a home, yeah. very homey. It's just so indistinct from far away. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is the yeah, clock tower? I mean, the clock tower yeah, signifies small towns, New England. Yeah, yeah the centerpiece like of the town. Maybe a bank. Mm. Ooh, it definitely could savings be a bank. bank. Yeah, yeah. yeah a local yeah. savings bank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Ludlow Savings Bank, actually a Emo Mountain Resort. <laughs> okay, what does this one I haven't even looked yet? Okay, mm. don't oh. look at the top word. This could be like cabela's new logo mm-hmm. right it's definitely cabela's <laughs> yeah um or, or canoeing canoeing, canoeing. Uh-huh. like an l.o.b oh, northern sure. yeah. canadian yeah. lake for sure <laughs> some fleeces yes mm-hmm. yes 49.99 like two, two two for 50 bucks you get the like pullover fleece is this their and, like latest logo because it reminds me a lot of like the old-fashioned rosignol logo mm-hmm. oh with the rooster on it the rooster yeah i guess a little bit no, I definitely it's definitely hunting or cabellas. That's probably just me. But it's actually mm-hmm. uh, it's actually Loon Mountain, New Hampshire. Oh, here we go, Bealen. This one's for you. Don't tell them what it is. That looks like a miniature Christmas tree farm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or some kind of hygiene. Yep. Like all yep. natural soap. Like a organic. Soap. I buy that soap. Organic soap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or or a Christmas tree farm or organic yeah. soap. Even the tagline works great with soap. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. Closer to you. Um, when did they switch to this? This is like three, four years old, something like this. I think or this longer. is the third Pretty, season. Yeah, third season, third season coming yeah. up. Yeah. Boulder's hometown hill, Eldora. Closer to you. Closer to you. <laughs> More Christmas trees or personal hygiene. I feel like like a technology company but not like a fancy like a like a cool one like, like a dot like a like a dot-com bubble totally mm-hmm. yeah company. like this was 1997 and this was huge yeah. like the people that bought the uh football commercials and you couldn't actually figure out what the commercial was for what the, what they were selling what the yeah. product was <laughs> it was just like we're gonna shoot a hamster out of a cannon yeah and make people laugh this also could just be viagra yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true that's true. I mean, I guess anything that's kind of built around a V is just kind of mm-hmm. jumps you there. Um, I mean, the symmetry. It's yeah, it's pretty indistinct, you know. Yeah, with it's the, tough. It's, it's kind of got the mountain on the top and the yeah, V on subtle. the bottom, but right. Or is it just a river? Yeah. Or is it your neighbors aren't going to look at you a, weird if they have a box that has that logo on it? It also could have been is a it, bank. Is it like a blaze mm-hmm. on a trail sign and uh, yeah, stuck to a tree in, in the woods in Vermont? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like some trail blaze. Interesting. So it's not a dot com 1990s company. It's not Viagra. It's uh, Vale. Next. Hmm. Infinity pools. Yeah. Infinity mm-hmm. pools. Those, those are the ones you have to swim against the current. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, the ones that just drop off. They're where. Oh. Where okay. It mm-hmm. looks like you're on the edge of the earth, but mm. you're not. Or the the. I like, like it for a, either. Yeah. A new take on like the Olympic rings somehow. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Modern. Got to add two of them. I mean, it could just be an airline too. I feel like. Airline. 
It's like never, never stop traveling. Like just... our logo never ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no beginning. There's no end. It's actually kind of a metaphor for the, for the uh, resort itself, I guess. It's, that's it's right. Large. It's gigantic. Yeah. So uh, this is what do they call it now? They just call it Park City Mountain. Parks, Park City Mountain. Mountain Resort. Yeah. They dropped the resort. They dropped yeah. the resort. It's Park the City it's the and logo. they basically just took the canyon's logo, like added up. What did they, what happened here? Um, they they might have modified it slightly. It's, it was kind of like the United and Continental merger, where they took one name and the other one's logo. And now it's just really confusing because oh, right. you're like, oh, that's the Continental logo. Oh, wait, right. no, that's United mm-hmm. Airlines. Park City Mountain and or Infinity Pools. Yeah. couple more to go. couple more to go. Mm. Aw. Aw, right? Isn't it cute? I also just love that resort. Yeah. Um, sure. I feel like kids swimwear. Oh, totally. <laughs> kids swimwear. <laughs> like a conservation group. That's a really good one. I didn't think of that. Oh, yeah, a conservation. Uh-huh. Yeah, like- yeah. Um, World Wildlife Fund, could, kind yeah. of a mid-sized nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> doesn't have a big design budget. Right. Mm-hmm. Could be could be another all-natural skincare line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All-natural. Oh, it's definitely a women's yeah. skincare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it smells great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it smells fantastic. Right. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot there. There was some children's swimwear, swimwear. children's swimwear, women's skincare. skincare. Um. Mid-level nonprofit. And a mid-level non- wildlife-focused nonprofit. Yeah, Actually, yes. it's Monarch Mountain. Congratulations, Monarch. Two more to go. Mm. This uh, one's like, just got a lot going like on. Like a fly fishing outfit. In British fly fishing Colum- guide. Yeah. In yeah. British yeah. Columbia. Yeah. yeah British sure. Columbian fly fishing service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are the fins leaves? Oh, I've never noticed that. Well, the fins are leaves. Mm-hmm. But it, it's... I'm very concerned for the safety of this fish. It's kind of a yeah, it's kind of a mashup I mean, of several different. This looks different... like the, the logo for that the tennis. The very front of it, I know this is small, but you know what is head? They make tennis oh, rackets. Head, yeah. You oh, see oh, the yeah. head Total on the front. Yeah. It's just like head's logo. Yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. Like the lips, it's lips of a fish with mountain and leaves and water tail. Um, I mean, it could be like a minty fresh, but yeah, people yeah. wouldn't put something like fish Fishy oriented in, in their, their mouth. mouth. Well, no. most people. It could be like fish it, oil. Ooh, fish, fish oil. oil. Yeah, like, and the mint is like a, oh, it's a flavored fish oil that doesn't taste like garbage. Right, because everybody, you know, mountain mountain signifies freshness. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually white fish. Um, I don't remember Big Mountain's logo prior to that. I think it was... I don't, I, I, I don't know either. This one could go a lot of different directions. Last one. <laughs> don't look at the word. Just look at the logo. Really dry, healthy crackers. <laughs> Natural grocers. It mm-hmm. looks like the uh, oh, natural grocers or dry healthy crackers. <laughs> that looks like the door knocker on my front door at my house. Oh, <laughs> oh the thing that, you you hit on the yeah, donk, donk, donk. Sure. yeah, right. Yeah. Which nobody uses because we have a doorbell. But. <laughs> I feel like this is strict. <laughs> looks cool. Wasn't there like a Sunday morning program? Oh yes, oh. C- like CBS Sunday morning. CBS Sunday morning. Yeah, it looks exactly like it that does. to me. That's a, you're exactly right. Yeah, revealed its snow basin. One um other element of moving to Colorado other than needing a logo for the podcast from the old one is old memories kind of flooding back I lived here when I was younger like teenage year into teenage ski bum years and then a little bit of college and so I went to get my driver's license and the DMV lady uses my old driver's license number I basically just picked up and grabbed my 17 year old license and renewed it (laughs) and she got to see all my old citations (laughs) 
And I've forgotten them, but they're just sitting there on the computer. She's looking at me. Do you have any like, good oh, ones? Oh, no. What's on there? I was like, Am I, is this going to be okay? Are these things going to be like on my permanent record or something? And she just kind of laughed at them all and didn't tell me. I wanted her to like print it out. Um, Get it framed. It, it, yeah. got, it, it got me thinking about, you know, in all of our travels, we spend enough time in various mountain towns. You meet people, you know, they don't become Facebook friends. You don't know how the hell to reach them. You never see them again. Uh, but they make an impression on you and... You know, you may or may, they may be dead. They may not be alive anymore. I have no idea. I had, I, but I had one that has jumped back into my head. When I first, I never graduated from high school. I went from dropping out, getting my GED, ski bumming, and then going to college. But in that period, from when I was 16 to 19, kind of living in a truck in Vail, I had a friend who was still in high school. We were just, just dirt hippies, just hair down to our butts, and only jam bands, and way too much marijuana before it was legal, and. His name was Steve. He had super long hair and he was still in school, but I wasn't. But we just hung out constantly after that. His last name was, I mean, kind of a bummer of a last name, I would think. It's just Dickman. <laughs> this is a legit yeah. last name. Dickman. Uh, his name was Steve Dickman. And we were buddies from like 16, 17, 18. We invented this like strange language so we could communicate in front of his parents and they wouldn't know what we were talking about <laughs> and you know then I went to college and I don't know what the hell he ever did and this was before mm -hmm. the internet this was before anything so just no connection no idea if he's still alive I bet each one of you guys have somebody from a ski town from a mountain town in your life mm -hmm. that you know you made a connection with you spent a lot of time with but just poof gone who wants to mm. go first I can go first for this one um, because I have a really distinct memory of it. This was, uh, I was 12 or 13, and I was fortunate enough that my dad's midlife crisis hit at a great time for me, and he started flying a lot, we started flying a lot, so we would fly to go ski. So it was my eldest brother, myself, and my dad at Crystal Mountain, and we got dumped on the night that we arrived. So, like, I think they even might have closed the access road for part of the morning. So the mountain was empty and just, like, a foot and a half, two feet of powder. And I was shorter than I am now, which still isn't that big. So it was, like, extra exciting. And this was before they opened the Silver King Peak, before they had a uh, ski lift there. So we were hiking along that ridge, and I was being such a little jerk whining and complaining because I was really freaked out to be on that ridgeline um and I also had some semblance of an idea that my like dad didn't know what he was doing when it came to like avalanche safety like that was not something that ever right. occurred no, to just him for sure and part of the way up we passed by these two like big guys carrying their skis and carrying one of the sit skis like the big chair attached to the um, two smaller skis at the bottom and like again I'm being complete and utter weenie at this point in time and I'm refusing to carry my own equipment because I'm a jerk and a little bit farther up we meet this guy who I remember his name is Jim and his legs stopped at his knees and he was going skiing with his buddies and we ended up stopping and kind of meeting up with them probably because they could tell that we had no idea what we were doing and probably should not have been back there and Dropping into that line on Silver King was a cornice. And my dad and my brother are standing up higher on the ridge line, and they can see how big the drop is. I'm standing farther down, closer to Jim, because I'm just like stars in my eyes. I think he's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, and my, bro my brother and my dad are arguing over who's going to go first. 
And my dad's like, you go, you got to show your sister how it's done. But Jim goes, his two friends go, and I'm like, that looks freaking awesome. So I go launching off and it's a 10, 12 foot drop. You're how old again? 12 or 13. Okay. I had no idea. I was, my dad told me it was a five foot drop. And, you know, with the snow, you had, I had no clue. It ended up being the best run and like so incredibly memorable. And I have carried my equipment every single time <laughs> I've done anything since. So you remember his name is Jim. Yes. And that's, this is a story yeah. about you and Jim, basically. I just like, I don't know that really, I think because about how I was behaving and then to meet Jim, who had to... He just clobbered you with perspective. Oh, he just wrecked me. It was just getting hit with a train full of perspective. And he was awesome. He and his friends were super funny, uh, super warm, super welcoming. And I was a really shy, awkward, uncomfortable kid, especially around people I didn't know. Um, and I think like toward the end of the day some guy who's probably like college age, like long scraggly blonde hair came up to me. And again, like I'm terrified of people at this time. He and he goes, Hey, were you the girl on silver King? And I was like, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, cool. And I was like, uh -huh. <laughs> that's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks studio audience. That's definitely here. <laughs> I don't know how long that goes for. It goes for a little bit. All right, who's next? I'll go. Archives, uh, archives. <clears throat> so, yeah, I was uh, living in a ski town in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Worked with tons of cool people over the years. Met tons of cool people. You know, went backcountry skiing, climbing, kayaking, whatever. All this crazy stuff you do. And um, But this this one woman uh, was, was actually my boss at the, at the Nordic Center where I worked. And she was so cool, and she would always... Uh, she was always really fun to, to hang out with, and she was a great boss, and we used to go backcountry skiing and our days off and whatever and you know i went to grad school and she you know sort of fell off the face of the earth and i don't really know the last thing i heard she was in hawaii maybe working at some resort there but she was somebody who you could tell she was never really going to totally settle down like she was always wandering like wanting to do something else you know i think she worked at a, a cross-country ski area in california for a couple of years and she just never wanted to be tied down but uh, she was, she was, it was just a memory of somebody who was really fun to hang out with. It was a great boss. And, you know, I, I just sometimes wonder where, where she is these days. Her name was Jane Delaney. She was from Rock Springs, Wyoming, and went to the University of Wyoming and wanted to get the hell out of there. So she moved to Jackson Hole. And, you know, one of these people who's in your life for a couple of years, and then you, who knows where they are now. Maybe we'll find her. Maybe we'll find her. Maybe she's listening. Yeah. Uh, sure. What do you got, Donnie? Um, this story just popped into my head. Um, I guess I had to be nine or ten. Um, my dad, uh, when he was working, worked for a real estate investment management company, whatever that really means. I'm still not sure. But um, for a couple of years, uh, he was invited by Deutsche Bank to come out to Aspen Mountain on like some you know, schmoozing trip or whatever. And he somehow got to bring me, which was awesome for me because I have to miss a week of school and go ski in Aspen. Um, but they were, you know, hired these like guides slash instructors for all the, you know, big wigs and whatever. And I got paired up with this one guy, I, I don't know his name from Deutsche Bank, who was, you know, this 
mid-30s hotshot or whatever. Um, we had this instructor named Mark Wilkinson, and he was from New Zealand. Um, and I remember that was the first person I'd ever met from another country. Uh, and so um, what is, now seems, you know, pretty obvious, the Deutsche Bank guy just, like, stopped skiing at like 10 a.m. to go take business calls or whatever so I'd just get to ski with this guide all day long um and I remember just thinking it was first of all thinking this guy from New Zealand with this funny accent who just shredded was like the coolest guy I'd ever met in my life um and he would just he took me around you know Aspen and then you know we we hiked Highland Bowl for the first time when I was you know nine or ten and messed around in the train parks and buttermilk and I that was like the very formative uh experience for me in terms of my skiing life or, you know, what would become a career later, uh, just falling in love with it. And I owe a lot of it to this guy that, you know, I, last time I saw him, I was 10 years old, never see him again. Um, but I remember him, you know, joking with my dad and I at the end of one of the days being like, you know, we had this 35 year old guy who thought he was like hot shit. And, you know, this little nine, 10 year old was just like, you know, out shredding him on every single run we went on and then he'd quit at 10 and we'd ski till four so it was just kind of a funny experience but you know mark if you're out there in the world thank you there's a chance i'm sure i he's mean if he likes around. skiing there'll be somebody who listens to this who knows him that'd be pretty you funny go. you're gonna get an email asking for something free though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right let, let's keep it let's keep it moving um so on the same topic of new to here i-70 I live at the mouth of Route 6 and very close to the, the outpouring of I-70 onto the plains here. I remember a little bit from when I was a kid, but not really. Set my expectations. Better, worse as I've heard, what should I do? How do I strategically put this in my brain properly so I can have a good year? I mean... It's a great uh, question. I mean, yeah, my, my I mean, answer to that question is uh, ski at Eldora. Eldora's okay. great. Okay. But... Uh, more directly to, to answer your question, um, you know, every weekend is going to be different because there's going to be some weather or there's going to be um, an accident or there's going to be something that screws up your plans. Um, lots of people have different strategies. It's almost like, you know, your powder stash. You don't tell people the secrets. You, so they there's have a silver to, bullet, but you're not They have it to up. figure it out for themselves. Mm -hmm. I'd say find a friend who has a place you can crash on on Friday mm -hmm. night. Yeah. Uh, my, my folks have a condo up in Winter Park and which allowed me to avoid most I-70 traffic for the past, you know, five years, which is, is very nice. But uh, otherwise, I'd say leave early or leave late, mm -hmm. beat the traffic or go after it. Is there any value in just getting skiing Winter Park and having not quite as much time on 70? Where Where is the, the most likely backup? Is it Saturday morning? Is it Sunday afternoon? Is it Floyd Hill? Is it the tunnel? Is it everywhere? Yes. I think you're talking about all yes. of them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All of the above. Yeah. It seems like it's more returning on Saturday and Sunday evenings. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my, my advice would be don't leave at a top of the hour or mid-hour to, to point. Like, don't meet, say, like, we're going to meet at 7.30. Meet at 7.20. Mm -hmm. Because everybody else meets at 7.30 or at 7 or at 7. Mm-hmm. 7.45 or 8, meet at like an off, slightly off time just to give you that extra 10 minutes. Weird. I'm going to get up and go early, come back a little bit early. Like, right. just like really pound through that morning. Or backcountry ski. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Find a resort that's got good breakfast burritos. Oh, that's and good. And get there early and then eat breakfast there. There's I a like, place in Golden that has great breakfast burritos, but I do not know how 
early the open. We'll I'm, talk. I'm planning on using those weird backyard skis I have and using them when there's a foot and a half in the foothills. Yeah. Just poking up 72 into somebody's backyard and seeing if I can, you know, what kind of trouble I can find. The snow doesn't stick I mean, to the front end, end super well. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, so. It's going to be weird. If it faces really dead north. Yeah. It's got a chance. Yeah. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, Se- second piece yeah. of advice. Should I buy a minivan? Oh, definitely. How, how many kids do you have? <laughs> I have two kids. I have the three-row crossover for the for the extra friends and the, and the grandparents and the whatever. My wife doesn't want one. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, I've never had a bad experience in a minivan. That's what everybody who <laughs> buys one says. They, say they don't regret it, and they wish they had done it sooner. I grew up in a minivan, yeah. and I turned out okay. It's rant time. And rant time. Let's rant. One, two, three, rant time. <laughs> so the way it's going to work in the new wintry mix, you have some choices. You can select from ranting about stores that ask you, do you have your shopper's card? <laughs> Dogs on the skin track. Din settings in general. Sarcastic facial hair. Or ranter's choice. So if you're passionate about something, have at it. If not, you're going to need to do your best from one of those four prior. To remind you, do you have your shopper's card? Drives me nuts. All these damn stores. Everywhere I go, I'm supposed to have like 47 shopper's cards. Come on. Dogs on the skin track. Din settings. Sarcastic facial hair. Or ranter's choice. I will start. Because I mentioned a rant. I mean, I'm, I'm a pessimist, or a, some version of that. And having previously been part of the team that was just required to always root for skiing to grow. You know, you're in ski marketing. Oh, we have to grow, grow skiing, grow skiing, grow skiing. You know what? I'm sorry, everyone. Technology is going to keep skiing from growing. I'm sorry. It's a bummer, but it's true. 20 years ago, there weren't a million things to do with your disposable time and income like there are now. Fragmentation of media is the same thing as fragmentation of time. And fragmentation of time is going to make it so that flat is the new up when your sport has as many time and money and physical hurdles as skiing does. So try to keep it flat. And if you do, you are winning. You are awesome. You are succeeding. If your boss wants to tell you to make it grow, your boss is wrong. Okay, that's my rant. (laughs) That was not actually where I thought you were going to go with that rant. No, flat is the new up. Celebrate flat. It's Mm -hmm. fantastic. The headwinds are immense and you will not overcome them. I'm sure you have some thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, cause, I mean, every year the the lift ticket and season pass prices get more expensive, and then the industry's surprised why more people don't come. It's simple supply and demand. When you raise prices, fewer people come. I don't even think it's price. I think price is like a distant fifth. I think cell phones didn't exist. The internet didn't exist. All of these things that suck people's time and energy and money and make them want to do things with less planning 
mm -hmm. um, are just insurmountable hurdles for something that requires planning and time and distance and challenge and learning it compared to back in the day when it was all weekend in the wintertime. What do you do in this weekend? Well, my choices are bowling and skiing. Mm -hmm. There's now more choices and there's more things to do mm -hmm. with your time and your money. And that from a data scientific millions upon millions perspective is going to drop it. And if you can maintain flat, you're winning. Change your expectations. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't get me anywhere. It's nice. not like a, no one's going to get behind it as a movement. It's very defeatist, but yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I think that's, that I, spreads over yeah. more than just skiing, too. I mean, true. if you think about, like, I've, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio, and, like, people don't go to sporting events anymore because they'd rather just sit on their phone on their couch and watch the game in the comfort of their own home without, like, paying $12 for a Bud Light or, you know, sitting next to a sweaty guy you know with his shirt off so it's i don't know it's plenty yeah. of other things to do and <laughs> or, or planning out two weeks in advance buying the tickets yeah. like the, paying three hundred dollars for a seat planning yeah. that is required <laughs> as humans want shorter time scales of planning or not planning at all is just as a headwind that i don't know how you get around um your paycheck is reliant <laughs> on that not being the case sir i can see your your head shakes so you have solutions to this i know I'm no, sure. no, no 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 i mean i no? i think you're i think you're very very right about you know, flat is basically the new up. Yeah. Um, for a lot of reasons, but I'll rant. I'll rant about the ironic facial hair. Do it. So, I love it. I'm actually not going to rant on it. I think it's awesome. You're a big fan. Well, I think it's fun because, um, you know, any any you know any guy or mostly guys can, uh, you know. <laughs> I try. Right. I'm yeah. working on it. Can, it's been going for a couple years. Spend spend a couple weeks, or whatever, growing it out, and then shaving something fun. And, and uh, but but more than that, um, like I was telling you, we were, when you we were at the uh, the Hunter Mountain karaoke party, somebody brought a whole bunch of fake mustaches with all kinds of different mm -hmm. um, shapes and sizes. And so you know the guys, the girls, everybody was throwing on the fun mustache, and it was it was uh, it made the party even that much more fun. Um, I do you know shrug at the dude with the in the coffee shop down in uh, lodo with the uh, twirly little mustache ends the fedora that's, yeah yeah that, that's going <laughs> going a little far for me but the a little fu manchu mustache uh or some you know some big mutton chops on the side go for it why not um I'm, a, a lot of ski areas back in the day didn't allow facial hair. right not allowed what? not even allowed at all and now they are so it's like hey embrace it it's fun people people want to express themselves whatever Go, it's amazing what it. wasn't allowed. It I wasn't guess allowed. Staffing wasn't right. a challenge back then. There was no no piercings, no tattoos, no like, facial hair, no no long hair, and, right? yeah. no long hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now, if you still have those policies, you're not gonna be able to find anybody mm -hmm. to hire. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little bit closer to. Do you have a pulse? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Remaining on the list. Do you have your shopper's card, dogs on the skin track, or din settings, or renter's choice? I will rant in favor of dogs on the skin track. Oh, another took, one. Took yes. mine. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I agree with you. Buddies. Oh. Um, leash or off-leash? If your dog is under control, then absolutely off-leash is totally fine. So I have a couple feelings about this. For one, I have a dog. I love riding with her. It is one of the reasons why I got her in particular. Uh, she's half husky. But as somebody who also is intimately... Uh, Was... What? Oh shit! Cappy died. It's okay. Cappy's not with us anymore. It's okay. It happens. Um. You get a good, anyway, you get a good thirteen years. Yeah. Yeah. So, as somebody who also knows huskies well, they don't listen great. No. So, 
with Nova, I've made some adjustments to how we ride to make sure that she's having good time, I'm having good time, that we're all safe. One of those is I added a bear bell to her backpack so that people can hear her coming. Nice. Um, the things that like are annoying, I was at uh, East Portal Moffat Tunnel last year and coming down, somebody was wa- hiking up with a dog on leash that was attacking skiers as you came by. So she actually, I didn't really realize what it was doing. Um, so it came for my boot and actually like got my boyfriend's boot as he was going by too. But one of the reasons why I get really irritated by the argument against dogs on a skin track, it's like, oh, the dogs will pee on the skin track. Have you gone on a skin track so in, yeah. in like Salt Lake City, like going up into the mountains? It's like all piss. It's 100% piss. Yeah. It's just like my dog pees less and also on trees. Yeah. Like move it, dude. Yeah, I'm point. sure it's not girls popping a squat in the middle of the skin track. We like most of us are well trained enough that we'll scooch off into the woods. But I think it's a crappy reason if you're arguing about the peeing on the skin track. Dog aggression, understandable, and it's so that's up to you to know yourself and your dog. Strong argument. Pro dog, anti moronic owners. Totally. Also peeing on the skin track. Don't do that. It's gross. I didn't know people did that. <laughs> Go to Salt Lake City and tour around up uh, the canyons. Yeah, I'll let it's you know. Nasty. Yeah, that sounds gross. You want to do Rainer's Choice or want to pick, pick from the list? Uh, what's my list again? Do you have your shopper's card or DIN settings? Uh, I don't have a lot to rant about DIN settings, so I guess I'll go with the shopper's card. Uh, just cause I How bought, many shopper's cards do you want? I don't have any. None? I, don't, I, I just don't see the hold the out man dude you have a king supers card it's bullshit no i use my my wife's king supers card okay so that's one that's, that, that counts anyway so, so I, I bought lunch at whatever the natural grocers next to the office today and you know i go there maybe once or twice a week to grab a sandwich or something and every single time you know do you have a shopper's card do you have a shopper's card and every single time i say no and you know, at first you're kind of polite about it, and then <laughs> eventually the looks though they give you these looks it, now, or they pause immediately after, like they're judging you or gauging whether they should ask you if you want to sign up for one, and then you have to shoot back a look that's like, "Do not ask me. I don't want to hear it. Just ring me up so I can be on my way." There's so much silent communication that goes on in that moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or you just don't make eye contact and just just try and convey that you're trying to get out of there as fast as possible. So I guess I don't have a big rant, but stop asking me for my shopper's card, especially at Natural Grocers on Brighton in Denver. All right, nominate future panelists. Who should be sitting in your chairs in future episodes? Somebody who you also might have some ability to convince to show up too. Uh, how about Sean Eno? He is the director of marketing for Weston Backcountry, which is a local Colorado uh, snowboard and ski brand. If you want another magazine editor on, you can God, no. contact. <laughs> Eventually, but Eventually. not right away. Uh, okay, well, then never mind. I don't need to talk about it. Uh, John Rucker's the the head of head, head. skis. Yeah. Um, in North America, he's based here in Boulder. Uh, he skis at Eldora. His kids are on the race team at Eldora. Um, you want scary marketing folks? And no, Bass God, no. I want somebody who makes sandwiches and, and you know, lives in his car um, or, you know, cuts hair but makes but things what? out of skis. No, I, enough CEOs. Too many too many people in charge. I also need women. 
So Liz, you may be back. You may be back here just again and again and again and again. Hello. <laughs> it'll it'll grow organically, but I have to kind of feed the beast a little bit to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're the only suckers that actually know you. Basically. Yeah. People that I knew yeah. had listened to the podcast before, so they wouldn't be too freaked out. <laughs> and they would be willing to be part of Team Guinea Pig. Thank you for participating, everybody. Okay, we'll talk about haikus after we say goodbye. Everybody say goodbye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks to Liz from Colorado for recently hopping onto the premier level of Patreon support at patreon.com slash wintrymixcast. That was not a bribe, I swear. We're not a bribe! My email is alex at wintrymixcast.com. The socials are at wintrymixcast. Five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts mean I will... Oh, oh you a beer in the wild. wild. Beer in the wild. The pod voicemail and text line is 802-560-5003. Share your truth. What should we add to this beast? What should we take away? Or just be angry at me due to change? Or get at me about supporting the project? Whatever feels right. Goodbye. I moved out here to Colorado about five years ago. Can I start over? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, yes, I will give you one get out of jail free card. Thank you, sir. Okay, three. This is two, my one. one for the entire thing. And go ahead. All right. Feel free to kind of like strategically mock me. You'll see. You'll, <laughs> maybe there'll be opportunities. Maybe they won't. <clears throat> well, you, you definitely don't want to use the Colorado State logo because it's just a square. It's really boring. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not going to work. And, and wintry mix. Uh, Thankfully, means a lot of things. It no longer is related to the fact that it will rain in the winter. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't do that anymore. Never. Not here. Here. Never. No. Just pow pow. Hey, AK. It's Wheeler. Hey, bud. I hope all's going well in Colorado. We definitely miss seeing you guys around the neighborhood here in Waterbury. But um, I'm stoked to hear that the Wintry Mix podcast is coming back live for another season. Um. And hopefully we'll get you back east to ski some Maverick Lawn at some point this winter. And you and I should probably discuss where we're going for a trip coming up here this winter. Got to do our, our shindig. So give me a call when you can. Let's catch up. And looking forward to uh, hearing what you bring to the table this wintry mix season. Later, bud.